Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss the top 10 games of all time. We also go over the Tears of the Kingdom launch and the Diablo 4 seasonal outlook. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And we are here, episode 65, another great week, another great episode of Pressing Buttons coming at you. Thank you for joining us, whoever's out there listening or viewing this. A quick reminder, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, wherever we are. Uh, Check our website, pressingbuttons.gg. Please don't forget to like and follow us and leave some comments. We love hearing from everybody. We love our community. Have such a great community. We love hearing from you and we want to hear some more. So please go ahead and do that. That way we, we get more notice. And the more notice we get, the more notice you guys get. And that's it for my little rant. <laughs> We're going to dive straight into some video game news. First thing we want to talk about this week is actually a list. Uh, GQ uh, released a list of the top 100 games. They did interviews with uh, some developers, some influencers, some journalists, uh, and they came up with the top 100 games. We're going to go over the top 10 games. We're also going to uh, do our own top 10 games, and we're going to do um, talk about maybe some of the ones that weren't in the top 10, but were on the list as well that we thought were were really good. Um, so first, we're going to go over the GQ's top 10 list that they got from all the journalists and, and the influencers and the developers, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to see what we think about that. So we have uh, at number 10, Half-Life 2, number 9, Dark Souls, number 8, Portal 2, Number seven, Metal Gear Solid 1998 version. Number six, Mass Effect 2. Number five, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Number four, Bloodborne. Number three, Tetris. Number two, The Last of Us. And number one, Breath of the Wild. Um, I'll start by saying that this is a very good list. Uh, obviously, they kind of went very, very diverse. If, if, if you go online, we'll link it up on the show notes uh, so you guys can check out the list as well and, and see what they put overall. But the top 10, definitely uh, very varied games, different uh, styles, and you can see why they put this as a top 10. Obviously, uh, Dark Souls, Metal Gear, Mass Effect, Bloodborne, uh, The Last of Us, and Breath of the Wild, uh, and Tetris and all that stuff. Very, very diverse games. I totally agree with this list in a sense of I can see why they're, they're, they're in the top 10 and why generalists would pick. Very surprising to see Tetris in there. Obviously, a very revolutionary game, but... I don't know if it kind of holds up in terms of genre defining or, or game defining or something that, you know, I, I w- would make it at least even in the top three. Uh, I, I would have put it maybe like 20, 25, something like that. Um, good to see Dark Souls in there. Well, Nick and I are big fans of Dark Souls, so good to see that in there. Mass Effect 2, I played one. I didn't play two, but I know that that one is like a, a big one for, for a lot of people, especially because they refine how one is supposed uh, uh, how one was. And they made, just made it better in terms of character, story, uh, and what you could do in the game itself. Uh, you also have Half-Life uh, 2 and Portal from uh, Valve, which uh, both great games. I mostly played Portal 2, didn't really play Half-Life. But I, I know it's one of those that people really loved. And obviously, they're waiting for Half-Life 3 or whatever it is. Um, and then uh, you got Bloodborne, which uh, for me, you'll see on my list. It's one of my top ones, definitely. I think uh, it just kind of encompasses everything that uh, From Software had been building up to that point and just kind of hit every single note that they were trying to do on that one. 
And then obviously they're number one, which uh, got the most points from all the journalists and in terms uh, from everybody that participated and also uh, got the most number ones is Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, especially with Tears of the Kingdom being out right now, uh, I think deserved the number one spot. Uh, it was very innovative, um, especially for a lot of people in terms of uh, the Zelda formula. It was getting kind of stagnant uh, and to see where Nintendo went. Uh, with the open world and everything that you could do in it um, and the secrets that you could discover that people are still discovering uh, up to this day. I think that just propelled it uh, to, to being one of the best Zeldas and one of the best games ever. Uh, your thoughts on, on their list, on GQ's list, Nick? Was was there anything that jumped out at you as being like offensive? It sounds like you're generally generally on board with their top 10. But at least from my perspective, when I saw that, there was one one kind of game in particular where i'm like how how could this game not be on there well i would say not offensive but tetris is the only one that i at a, at a the top 10 that i said is the only one that seems out of place to me just because yes it was innovative at the time but i think because of obviously more recency bias in the games i played i think there's a lot more games that have been more influential for developers and for everybody uh than than that which one's the one that, that you that you're thinking yeah I think my game, and it's not even my number one game, but it's just like a game that I would expect to see on a top ten list. But it's it's Mario sixty four, is which is, I think it's like it's not that far away. I think it's like in the top, in the top fifteen, fifteen twenty, isn't okay. Okay, but um, either way, like just when I look at a top ten list, I, is this like a game I expect to see on every every top ten list, and it wasn't there. Uh, but I don't know. It was kind of funny. Like I. You know, other than that, that was kind of like the only cardinal rule that was that was broken. But when I see the list, I'm like, oh yeah, like maybe I have a similar observation as you with like Tetris. Like maybe that wouldn't be like I kind of get why they would do that, but just in terms of how I would I would approach the list personally, like that wouldn't be anywhere close to my top ten. So, but with that, it's like okay, that's like a that's like a decent that's a reasonable list like I, you know that's nothing to get too too upset about but what's interesting is you know i think it's like a good a good list but only one of those games is in my top 10 <laughs> so it's like i have a very like different completely different list but at the same time i can still like appreciate what this list represents as as a top 10 yeah and i i, I like the way that they um, the criteria for this list was, which is basically just rank all these games, and then the closer they are to to the to the top of the list, uh, being number one, the more points they'll get. So, like number one would get ten points, and, and so on and so on, um, and then everything else would would fall into it, its place until they can accumulate the points. Um, couldn't really argue with, with Breath of the Wild. I would say everything else. I think it's 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 more they kind of lean more into what great games they are whereas what you'll see from from my list uh i kind of lean more towards innovation and kind of uh games that define the genre or changed it up or just brought something new that kind of elevated uh, uh the games um that I, that i picked so so that's that's where i see a, a big difference obviously with seeing like half-life and portal 2 good games to me but not necessarily like top 10 and obviously like you said uh with, with mario super mario 64 which they ranked at 18. It is kind of you know weird that they they put it that far back, especially because it was such a defining game itself. 
for for that era um one of those big launches nintendo launches and obviously it's, it's mario and how expansive it is and just 3d and all that stuff i obviously i think it it, it should have been lower it should have been maybe at least at, at least in the top 10 uh and you can make a, a good case for at least it cracking the top five in terms of the revolution that it, that it was um all right so now we'll do our list uh we'll we'll just go over both our lists at the same time uh and then um we can discuss it so for me and this is this one was a little bit weird because i i almost had elden ring at 10 but i didn't so i just wanted to say that uh i got bioshock at 10 grand theft auto 5 at 9 shadow of colossus at 8 call of duty 4 modern warfare at 7 red dead 2 at 6 metal gear solid 3 snake eater at uh 5 the last of us at 4 final fantasy 12 at 3 uh uh Zelda Ocarina of Time at 2 and at number 1 Bloodborne for me. What's what's your list? Well, you I can't react to Well, okay. I, react I, to I, my gotta, list. I gotta react to your list, dude. Okay. You know, react, uh, react. The day, the yeah, like you just you just came in hot what, Tell me what you see from my list and I will tell you why my list is <laughs> the way it is. Before before well, I tell you. Wait, what? Tell me what you see from my list uh, in, the, in the way that I chose these games, and then uh, I'll tell you why well, I chose these games. I'm, I'm just going back to your one of your criteria for the list was innovation and yeah. how groundbreaking a title was, and then yeah. you have Call of Duty 4. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you don't think, I mean, I know you're not a big first-person shooter kind of guy, especially a war game, but I think Call of Duty kind of redefined the genre because... At this point, a bunch of first-person shooters and, and, and military games have become so stagnant and kind of just very uh, similar formulas. And I think uh, Call of Duty kind of reinvigorated the formula. It introduced uh, a, a very, very good campaign, um, one of the best uh, single-player campaigns that I think have, have, has ever been done, especially with the, um, the things that it was doing, you know, which is basically terrorism and a global apocalypse and nuclear war and all that stuff. I think it did a good job of, of uh, presenting that and also the innovative gameplay in the multiplayer aspect of it, which we still see to this day in terms of like the perks and the maps and stuff like that. So, yeah, you might hate on it and it might seem weird, but Call of Duty, it's up there, man. It's up there. What sure, else? Okay. What okay. else? Give me, give me more that, shots. And then I think a positive surprise was... Final Fantasy 12 being so high. So first yes. of all, that, that would be that was the game that you picked out of just all of Final Fantasy, and then the fact that it's number three. Yeah. So I know, and I and I may get a, a lot of slack from this because I know everybody's like favorite Final Fantasy is usually usually seven, but in my eyes, seven is a good Final Fantasy. Uh, it's just not the best. Obviously, I think it was very groundbreaking because it was the first one to go into 3D. It did so well for the PlayStation. It put PlayStation on the map. It put, I would say, Square Enix back on the map uh, after all those hits on on the Nintendo to just, you know, uh, be the, the first big major 3D title. But to me, not the best Final Fantasy overall. What do you, what do you mean 3D? You know, with the 3D graphics. That was Final Fantasy X. Or no, it was Final Fantasy... Seven. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you were talking about twelve. I was just like, "What are you talking about?" No, okay, okay. I'm talking about. Okay, I'm okay. Talking... I'm sorry. Okay. No, no. These these are the things I'm saying about all about seven. So so that's why I think a lot of people really really pick seven as their favorite Final Fantasy. But to me, I think 
12 is the best one overall so far. We'll see how 16 is. We're super hyped about that. But with 12 for me, it was just the characters were really good. The settings was, was really well. And I think I overall enjoyed the combat system way better than any other uh, Final Fantasy. And the way that you could, um, you could say this was the start of these RPGs kind of automated combat systems with your party. Where you could set, um, I forget the name of it. I believe it was a Gambit system. But you could basically... Gambit, yeah. Yeah. You could basically set your party to do actions uh, triggered by different actions kind of thing. So if you were low on health, heal. If you wanted them to attack, attack. If you wanted them to defend, defend or whatever. Like this was the first one where I saw like really introduced really well to kind of push the, the RPG genre forward in the sense of like no longer wait for this person to do this, wait for them to do that and, and having to keep an eye on everything. I think that's why I put it overall better than any other Final Fantasy in terms of my top list. Obviously, I like all the Final Fantasies, but I didn't want to like put a whole bunch of Final Fantasies on my list. So, twelve yeah. was my big one. I no, I I, I agree. I see what yeah. you did, and I, I have a similar like. I kind of had to hack. How do I get Final Fantasy in my top ten without it just being like listing five different Final Fantasy games? So yeah you'll learn you'll learn more shortly around how i approach that but uh no i i, I love final fantasy 12 that's probably my favorite single player final fantasy if i had to pick one it also would not be it wouldn't be the original final fantasy 7 it would either be final fantasy 12 or maybe the final fantasy 7 remake it was pretty good yeah uh, yeah i would say I, I actually like the remake more than the original one yeah, which yeah. is that might be a hot, could be a hot take. Hot takes. We we love I the did, hot takes. I did so really enjoy the remake. If you have I did comments, not really enjoy Intergrade, but if you have comments about our know. hot takes, feel free to put them down. Um, but let me go over real quick my list, and and for each one, I'll, I'll give a reason. So for Bioshock, I think it was a great story, really well done. Um, this you know underground city with some weird views. I think that was really well done story wise. So I really enjoyed it. And then the combat aspect of it being in first person, I think that was different. So that was really good. Grand Theft Auto 5, very innovative. I almost picked 4 just because I kind of, um, it, I felt 4 you're was... Just, you're just a New York asshole. Like, yeah. Resistant. Well, New York. And also, I, like, I felt, you know, uh, Nico's immigrant plight in, uh, <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto 4. But I, I do recognize that 5, very innovative, especially with three protagonists and also the online... Uh, aspect of it has still has people in there it's generating a lot of revenue for take two and all that stuff so people are still hooked on it and just overall it's a very expansive very rich game where you're doing a lot of things and it takes a long time shadow colossus if you haven't played it i think it's one of the best uh, works of art in a video game there's it's it's just boss battles if you think about it but it's just done so well uh the protagonist doesn't speak uh and you're just killing these giant beasts and you're kind of doing it. You feel kind of bad for it, but you're, you're doing it. So uh, that you got to play it to kind of feel it, I would say. So that's why I picked it. Call of Duty, I made my case. Hopefully Nick understands it now better <laughs> than he did before he, he uh, saw the list. Red Dead 2, um, great story, great uh, gameplay mechanics that had never been done in terms of just like every little thing that you could do with the controllers, accidentally shooting your horse when you were just trying to pet it or something like that, things like that touch it really well. And also the story um, of, of uh, 
Oh, what's his name? Damn it. Uh, Arthur, Arthur uh, Morgan, just kind of in, in the whole uh, posse, just their story and kind of, I liked Red Dead 1, but I always thought it was, it, it didn't have that emotional appeal. I think Red Dead 2 um, brought it in, in tenfold. And it also kind of made me care more about Red Dead 1 in that sense, because uh, I understood John Marston uh, more. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, just because I think it was very innovative. It Metal Gear Solid overall is very confusing, but they they did fix it up by this point, I think, to kind of reset the line, but just uh, made everything that that had made Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 kind of work really well uh, with, with the characters and the world, uh, uh, the Cold War era and all that stuff really well. The Last of Us, obviously, I think it was a very big jumping point uh, in terms of you play video games a lot for the fantasy worlds and just kind of getting out of the normal. You don't want to be in the human world, in the real world, I would say. But The Last of Us, I think, was the beginning of you starting to see these kind of games that are kind of more grounded in reality and being primarily focused on the story and, and all that stuff. Even though I think the combat was really great as well and the multiplayer and all that stuff. Final Fantasy twelve. I explained myself on that one. Ocarina of Time, uh, been, always been a big Zelda fan, always loved them. I think this one, uh, uh, the, my second favorite is uh, A Link to the Past, but Ocarina of Time just slightly beat it because it was that open world 3D kind of thing and, and you were able to do so many things and, you know, it, it felt massive, which, which is the only way you could go. You could just go bigger. And then uh, Bloodborne, for those that haven't played it, I know it's a tough game. Um, it's not on everybody's uh, plate, but it is one of the best games in terms of story. Uh, even though it's a little bit convoluted, once you understand it's really good. The combat itself, where the aggressiveness uh, is, is uh, paid for in, in terms of success, I think that's really good. And just, I think it's, it led to soft, uh, from software just being masters of their craft, having perfection, and kind of like, putting all their work from uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls into this. And obviously, uh, uh, Elden Ring um, kind of surpassed that in terms of open world, but I just think Bloodborne is so such a tight little nice package uh, that I, I think I, I prefer it more than, than Elden Ring. But Elden Ring almost made it, though. Uh, so that's my list. How, how is Destiny not on here? That's the, the only reason Destiny is not on here is just because it's not been a constant. I I would I would uh, Destiny is in the top fifteen. I would say just for innovation. Okay, so it's uh, number eleven. No, Elden, <laughs> Elden Ring is number eleven. I would say maybe Destiny okay. twelve. Just I, I would have put it in the terms of life service game. Very innovative. Uh, it, it has had its ups and downs. If it was a more of, uh, of a consistent uh, high of like great story, um, great characters, and all that stuff, I would I would have put it probably lower. But because there's been parts of Destiny where the characters suck, or there's like two or three characters that are interesting, everybody else sucks. The story's been up and down. They recently have just been kind of fixing everything and, and made it coherent. So that's one of the reasons I didn't put it up there. But in terms of like gameplay, I think it, it is one of the best. Obviously, Bungie coming uh, from doing Halo and all that stuff and how great uh, Halo felt when, when they were doing it. And obviously how, how much the the gunplay in, in Destiny people love. I think I would have put it if, if just if it was a whole package. I just can't put it for one one thing. All right, now uh, let's give us your list. Okay, you ready? Do I get a drum roll or do I just just go go for nope. it? 
If I didn't get a drum roll, you do not okay, get a drum roll. Well, you didn't roll. ask for one. So. Well. Uh, all right. Number 10, The Witcher 3. Then Fortnite, which is, I, I expect to be a controversial pick, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, Dragon Quest 11, Metal Gear Solid 3, Ocarina of Time, Fantasy Star Online, Mario 64, Super Metroid, and Demon Souls in number one. Wow. So good list. I love all the games on here. Obviously different different lists. I think you'd kind of lean more on the RPG side, which very surprising. But I just love playing roles, man. Yeah, but but also not surprising. Um, I do like that in our top sixes, we have uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and Ocarina of Time. I think we do have like a, a good taste for those. We think those are, are really good. Obviously, you're a big proponent of Mario 64. Uh, you put it in the top three, which I uh, applaud. Um, and then Demon's Soul, I could definitely see that for my Bloodborne. I almost said uh, Demon's Souls. I know they had Dark Souls on, on GQ's list at number uh, nine, but I think Obviously, I think Demon Souls was the originator, and also was kind of Dark Souls 1.0, whereas Dark Souls is Demon Souls 2.0. Whatever yeah. if that makes if that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, I I agree. I kind of what influenced that decision was the fact that it was kind of like the original, the you know the OG Soulsborne formula. So, uh, and I actually I do like the so I, I played I beat the PS3 version and also the remake on PS5, and I do I do just kind of like the like smaller, you know it's not this like giant expansive open world like there is in Elden Ring which is also great and I I love that game but for some reason there's part of me that just kind of prefers the more like quaint you know world that they've yeah like, kind of demon souls and it's kind of like, traveling from world to world as opposed to this one big interconnected yeah, world, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not bad but it's just it just feels better that you have like these five or six separate worlds yeah 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 something like that um so yeah i, I guess that was just kind of like a plus one here like i think we made it had maybe had like a similar approach which is Maybe I'm just going a little bit further back where for the same reason you were thinking more like Bloodborne over over Elden Ring. I just kind of went all the way back to the Demon Souls. And I think there's a bit of a nostalgia factor as well where uh so when the PS3 version launched, it was uh it was published by Atlas in the US. And there was just like a lot of buzz around this game as being this like wildly difficult, like weird game and then i just kind of i just bought it based on that and then i remember like playing the game and being like this is fucking stupid dude these everything's cheap <laughs> like these fucking enemies coming out of nowhere and killing like one-shotting me like this game's bullshit and i hate it <laughs> and then like you know how i think it wasn't until like corn like the early days of quarantine where i was like okay i've been buying all these goddamn from software titles because I would always, like, you know, it happened every time. I think, I uh, know, I even bought, I bought Bloodborne too. I just, like, couldn't play it because of the, the frame rate and, like, frame pacing issues. But um, it wasn't until quarantine where I, like, actually, like, got, kind of got back into all of these games. And um, 
so the, uh, there's a, something I like about how turned off I was by Demon Souls, only to then like come back to it and like actually appreciate the game. Um, so I've, I've beaten that game, you know, several times by now. But yeah, so then I think that's that's up there. Another thing I wanted to call out is there's three Nintendo games in the top ten. So you're really not which, a Nintendo hater. Which I'm really not a Nintendo hater. That's what I've been trying to tell you throughout this entirety of the podcast. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a similar story to you in terms of Demon's Souls. Like, I, I think everybody kind of just goes into it in a, in a weird way. I, a friend of mine ordered uh, it from PlayAsia. And then he got two copies, so he's like, here, have it. And I was like, okay. And it was tough in the beginning, but, you know, I think we, we both do like a challenge. And we got back into it um, and, and really enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, I did find, uh, besides your, your Nintendo love, that, that now we know you, you, you are a Nintendo lover. So, you know, you, you've made peace. I did find uh, Fortnite. I can see why, but if you could, you know, give us the gist of at even, least in the top even, 10. Even I'm I'm conflicted on that one. Like I just felt like it had to be somewhere in there. Definitely not like a top five, but I, I wanted it to be somewhere on the list. Uh, I mean, just just like I, I play it a lot, so you know, I think there's there's that's certainly one consideration. I think basically every game on here, I've played it, I'll, like I've beaten it more than once, or I've just put a ton of hours into it. Uh, maybe with exception of like a live service game for for obvious reasons, but um, so I played a lot. Um, I think it's just kind of more like maybe the the innovation groundbreaking angle of it, where I think they've done, you know, one of the best jobs, if not like the best job, in terms of, uh, you know, really kind of helping define what it even means to be a, a live service game in terms of constantly creating, you know, new content, ways of playing the game. Uh, I think there's like, maybe it's more like my business, that the business model element of it is like maybe creeping in a little bit too much. But um, I do think they, they pioneered a lot of that um, in, in a cool way. Uh, I think if the other thing to throw in here is if zero build mode wasn't, a thing there's no way this game would be on there but it's because they introduced that specific mode i think that's why it, it kind of creeped up in a high position so uh i just checked on their list and they have fortnite at 81 and i kind of lean more towards you know your reasoning for it it definitely i think honestly if you think about it out of all the games on this list i think the most people have played fortnite if, if you were like all these people, these 300 people that voted or whatever, everybody played Fortnite. Whether they played it for a couple matches or they're still playing it, I think this would be the most uh, involved game out of all of them. So definitely, I, I do totally agree with you in terms of it being at the top, in terms of innovation, in terms of playability. Uh, like you said, that zero build mode kind of propelled it so it, it reaches a, a bigger audience. So I can see why you put it, well, I can see now why you put it in the top 10. Um, I, I'm still a little bit shaky on, on Battle Royale type games, but it is a fun and enjoyable game, and they do it so well. So uh, I'm on that boat. Um, I do see here you do have Fantasy Star Online. Uh, what is that about? That's a, that's a deep, deep cut, right? So I think 
so that this is the the Dreamcast version, and so there might be some nostalgia influence here as well. But um, it was the original, you know, original version on the Dreamcast back then. Online games on consoles, like basically didn't didn't exist. I think there might have been some some attempts, but I think Dreamcast was kind of the first console to kind of push it more particularly with like broadband internet and, and, and all that. So actually having like high speed internet and being able to connect your console to that was like, you know, cutting edge technology back then. Uh, and the game that I most played that was, was fantasy star online. So that was kind of my first, uh, which I think today, you know, it's like relatively common to have like your like thousand hour game. Like I used air quotes there, but just like a game that you just play, uh, like hundreds and hundreds of hours. So I think for you, that's that's Destiny. Um, maybe there's one or two other ones, but my current version of that is more current version of that is Final Fantasy fourteen, which you know we can talk more about that one, that pick as well. But I think Fantasy Star Online was like kind of my first my first taste of that. So in terms of it being like an online multiplayer game, you're just meeting up with you know, making new friends in this online world and dungeon crawling and, you know, grinding and optimizing, you know, so it's like all that, all that stuff. And I just really liked, I just thought it's like a very pretty game. Like I, I like the, the aesthetic of it and also the music is, is really good. So that's it. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, especially in, in terms of, like you said, those games that, you know, you didn't really have those games that you spend hundreds of hours on before, uh, unless you were replaying it, obviously. Uh, whereas now you have so many games that are live service or just have so much content that you could repeat. You know, obviously, like you said, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I have Destiny, obviously Monster Hunter, obviously Fortnite and stuff like that. You just keep putting hours and hours and going back to it. Um, why did you put uh, Final Fantasy fourteen out of all the other ones uh, in, in terms of... of uh, favoritism versus other final fantasy games you mean yeah 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 okay okay yeah well this was as i kind of mentioned earlier like this was like my hack because i feel like there's it's your highlander there can only be one (laughs) yeah yeah, like i only wanted there to be one game and i feel like because final fantasy 14 the way it's set up it's i don't know if homage is the right word but there's kind of like you know, a lot of different elements from all the different Final Fantasy games. So, so, so there's almost kind of like Final Fantasy 14 pays respects to all the other Final Fantasy games. And so because of that, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm getting like representation of more than just one Final Fantasy game. So um, I also just played it like a lot. Like it's probably, it's easily like the top five most played, most played games. So put in a ton of hours, completed not not all of the content, but like all of the main, you know, main story quest content. Just had a really good really good time with it. So if you if if I had to pick a non, you know, online Final Fantasy game, kind of what I was saying before, it would be tough. Like I think it would probably be Final Fantasy twelve uh or Final Fantasy seven remake. But it's that's that's tough, dude. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's tough because I, like I like a lot of them. You know, a lot of people really like uh, six because six yeah, is, it has six, a great story and all that stuff. Six but, is up there. Yeah. So 
So and and people like nine, like we could go on and on about the Final Fantasies just because it, it's different for everybody. There's something that's just knocks it out of the park. So for I feel everybody. like I'm cheat. Yeah, I'm kind of like cheating a bit, where I'm just like removing myself from that like thought process of which Final Fantasy game is best and just picking online and yeah we should have just put all final fantasies as a number (laughs) (laughs) in chronological order just be like my top 10 is exactly and that and that would also be endlessly discussed um uh i wanted to ask you is there any games that are you surprised that weren't in the top 10 or or that you you noticed from the list that were much lower or just omitted overall um, I'll give you an example. For me, I, I was very surprised that Skyrim uh, wasn't up there uh, as high, just because I know it's one, it's ported so much. I think it's in like 20, 25 different uh, uh, consoles or, or whatever, or, or place, places you can play at. But just because it, it was very innovative in terms of everything that you could do in the world and all that stuff. Um, you can also say Halo. Halo didn't rank that that high. Uh, in there as well it's just very weird to see those type of games but you can also say with that it's just like a signs of a sign of the times where it just it didn't hold uh in in terms of people remembering and all that stuff because i do remember halo being of that era of like everybody the the beginning of that online era where everybody could play together or you could uh, bring it to school and play with your friends or do uh, local uh, land parties and stuff like that so maybe it kind of stayed at that time it, and obviously the last one not doing so well kind of doesn't do it any any favors um any ones that you think were missed or should have been ranked lower or that obviously would besides mario 64 yeah no i agree i think um halo was a difficult one for me where there was part of me that almost wanted to put that in my like Fortnite slot so maybe there's a bit of recency bias happening with myself but yeah i think i think there's an element of uh just based on how that franchise has has evolved or maybe hasn't hasn't evolved i think maybe people are getting a little bit soured out on on that franchise and maybe that's why that game is probably could be like lower than you would expect but for me like yeah there was there was a um it almost made the top 10 but specifically because of the original Halo on Xbox and that more or less being the the foundation of my college experience because uh, <laughs> I just I played that game I played that game a lot um and it was it's just you know it's it's an awesome awesome game the yeah the other one I don't yeah like Halo uh I think it was maybe kind of similar with some of the Bethesda games where at the time they came out, people were like, Oh my God, like open world, you can, you can do anything. And I feel like those games don't hold up as well. Uh, and then you can debate like whether that's fair or unfair with in context of these lists. But I think that's just kind of the, the psychology of it where I think maybe people are just kind of like down, downvoting those games in their minds uh, because of it, like not really holding up a walker to pick it up today. And, um, you know, you can, the games are still like playable and, and fine, but you, you would really need to do like a lot of mods and stuff like that to, I think, to make it a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I mean, the one for me, this is just kind of like riffing off of my own list, but like Fantasy Star Online is not even in the top 100. <laughs> so like, I think, I think, uh, 
So that one jumps out. I don't think I don't think any Dragon Quest games are in the no, top one hundred no either, right? Quest either. Yeah. So no Dragon Quest, no Fantasy Star Online, and they no Demon Souls, but I think they have other from software. They just have representations, Dark Souls and so Bloodborne, yeah. I you know, that's fine. Like I just kinda had like a different philosophy with how to represent from software in my top ten, but that's kind of a that's kind of interesting, right? Like no no Dragon Quest? Yeah, it's 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 very weird, and like you said, it's 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 more of the times thing because twenty twenty five years from now, it could be a completely different list. And I think for us, we we did try and kind of go back and do more of a an era type thing, uh, where we have uh, Ocarina of Time, Shadow of Colossus, uh, Metal Gear, Zelda, Bloodborne, all that stuff. They are newer, but in terms of just like the innovation thing, that, that I think that's where. Our list does kind of, kind of, makes it a better list because we did kind of go with innovation and what, what it brings to the table as a game. Whereas they went for more like this is a great game, you know, type of thing. Because obviously, uh, different people, different criteria for for great games. And the sad thing is that like kids, well, I was about to say kids these days. These damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I'm sounding old as hell, but just yeah. like I played Ocarina of Time, but. You know, it's not like something where people are running to the store like, oh, I, I got to play this just because I hear it's great. Yeah, you hear it's great, but do you want to put yourself through those Nintendo 64 graphics and stuff like that? Like, that's the sad part of it where a lot of people will be missing out uh, on these type of games that are great games uh, in their own right, but they just don't appeal to, to like the graphics of this day and age or the way they run and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, any last thoughts on, on this list or anything like that? I think that's it. Maybe the other one is uh, not surprised. Breath of the Wild's number one. It's not on. I don't think it's on either of our list, right? Or yeah, yeah it's, it's so, well because we did the same thing. We didn't want to uh, overtake any other Zelda because we both have. You know, we both played. I think all the Zeldas. Um, and for me, Ocarina of Time, even though Breath of the Wild might be the better one, I think Ocarina of Time just overall comp completes me better than than breath of the wild yeah it completes yeah, that's me. that's a tough one and the also time completes me yeah and also which which we'll discuss uh in a little bit when we talk about tears of the kingdom uh i'll let you guys know why i i, I would prefer uh, ocarina of time over the other ones um but yeah if you guys uh have any opinions which i know you, you we uh you guys will about this list please uh join us on discord uh you can access it through pressing buttons.gg our website if you go there you can link up into our discord if you're not there yet and give us your top 10 list or let us know what you agree with or what you don't agree with we all like civil discourse and sometimes uncivil discourse i'm, I'm anticipating a hostile youtube comments section bring it that's what i, I want it you might we change our it. mind yeah. Yeah. but probably not yeah uh deal maybe one one final thing is, which maybe I kind of already talked about it, but I think basically for as long as I can remember, like anytime anyone asks me this question of, hey, what's like your number one favorite game? I would always be Super Metroid. Like Super Metroid, next question. Like I never had to think about it. And the demon, demons, like, the, like I just maybe like months ago, kind of came to this conclusion of like okay i think i think from it's got to be a from software game at number one i think that's kind of like 
debunked Super Metroid as my as my number one. So I just want to throw that out there. That's like a, a very very recent um, decision that I made after well, now, years and years and years of Super Metroid being in my number one. Now, if they spruced up Super Metroid to a newer version, just like they did Demon Souls, obviously with the PS5 uh, remat remake remaster, whatever. Uh, if they did that to Super Metroid, would you? Do you think nah, that would switch it out they, or no? Nah, they wouldn't do that. I mean, I think it's 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 two D, you know. Yeah, but if they it, make it, it. You know, they they make it look like uh, Dread. Like if they just made the whole. Well, thing I thought that shiny. I hate I hated that game. So did we never talk about this Metroid Dread? Like I despise that game. All right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I enjoyed it, but okay. <laughs> I was, no, I was like devastated by that. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. If they made, were you devastated because of the gameplay, or were you devastated because it didn't look? It's just good. That's a whole other podcast episode. episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> but either way, yeah. If, if it's just like a remake, it's not. It's less about like the the remake of it. It was it was more of um, just the whole. Soulsborne genre and me, you know, maybe that's more specific to me about getting into that relatively late. Where again, that was really the the quarantine at the beginning of quarantine and just needing things to do to keep myself occupied. And I'm like, hey, I have these five from software games that I've bought over the years and would play for an hour and quit. And so I just kind of really invested into them, and so. So I, I guess maybe like me playing all those games, like that's something that started really happening maybe like, I don't know, like three years ago or whenever that whole thing started. But in terms of deciding that that should be upranked over Super Metroid, like that's something that's happened in the last, in the last few months as I've internalized, you know, all these from software games and, and all that. Yeah, every couple of years you just got to internalize, make, Make sure your top ten list is current. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because people like I get asked this question. Well, well, now that I think about it, regularly, like, hey, what's your number one? Yeah, like, people find out I'm a gamer. Like, what's your number one game? And I'm like, uh, Super Metroid. And they're like, never heard of it. Bye. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Now that I realized this came up, I was like, damn, I gotta have a list ready at all times. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Do you know what mine is? You know what mine is? No. You don't? I, uh, when you say it, probably. No. No? American Psycho. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I knew, what, I knew, I knew that that was the one. I knew the answer. I knew yeah. you had like the deer in the headlights. I was like, all right, well, he, he knows it, but he's not going to say it. <laughs> yes, Vic is a psycho. <laughs> I love the reaction when people, when I tell people, they're like, oh my God, like, uh, if, they, they, if they don't know what the actual movie is, like, they yeah. just assume I'm some, like, horror, like, they assume aficionado you're, guy. You're Patrick Bateman. Yeah, but so, so people, people who know the movie and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. what it's all about, then, like, oh, yeah, 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 but, like, people who don't, have never seen it, they're just like, okay, this guy's, this guy's he's, very weird. And I'm like, he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has bodies in his yeah. closet. Yeah. Um, all right, so that does it for the list. Like I said, make sure you guys uh, hit us up on, on our Discord or in the YouTube comments or in our Spotify, Apple, whatever comments. Make sure you guys let us know what you think of the list. 
what your list is, we definitely would love to hear from you. All right. And the next thing we want to talk about is Tears of the Kingdom. I personally uh, have not purchased the game, but I know Nick has, and he has some thoughts on that, which we'll get to. Uh, but uh, going back earlier to the top of the list, and the reason I put Ocarina of Time and not Breath of the Wild is the main reason being I uh, like more of the linear Zelda games. I, I like uh, Wind Waker. I like Ocarina. I like uh, Link to the Past, where kind of the game directs me to go to each dungeon and do my thing. Uh, that liberty of Breath of the Wild, even though I think it's a great uh, thing for the game, definitely not for me type of thing. Uh, so I, I, I haven't been in a rush to get the game. Uh, but I know it has been getting great receptions. A lot of people have been making a lot of weird uh, contraptions. They've been building robots. They've been building robots with dicks that shoot fire. Sorry, kids. Uh, tanks different stuff so it's good to see the community really embracing the game obviously uh nintendo knocks it out of the park whenever it's one of their mainline franchises and uh it's been getting good reception there has been some uh complaining because of the internet obviously uh people are complaining about the 30 fps comparing it to redfall having this whole thing about how people are giving so much crap to redfall because of 30 fps and how bad it is and not really giving a lot of slack to uh, Nintendo and the team because of the, the FPS of, of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So that, from what I've seen, I'll, I'll say, I know what I'm getting into uh, when, I, when I get a Nintendo Switch game, when I, get a, uh, when I got Breath of the Wild, and if I ever get Tears of the Kingdom, I know I'm getting a 30 FPS game. I know I'm get, not going to get a game that's supposed to be this shiny thing that works perfectly, uh, especially for everything that they're trying to do in such a small package. But um, I didn't sign up for that for Redfall, so... Screw that! All the haters. Yeah, the, and all that they stuff. also didn't. Nintendo also didn't show a, and all the marketing materials didn't show a version of it running on PC and 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah. So like, to all all the, the criticism for that, there's no need. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are, you've been playing the game? Uh, what do you think of it? Can you give some comparisons between uh, Breath of the Wild and uh, Tears of the Kingdom? What's better? What's worse? Uh, Give us your thoughts. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good. It came out on Friday, and what I usually try to do is when I'm living in New York, which I've done for I don't know twelve or thirteen years or something like that, with a break, with a break in between. But whenever I was living in New York, anytime there was a big Nintendo first party title launching, I tried to go to the Nintendo New York store and Rockefeller Center. Even though it's just like generally a huge shit show, and I don't know, it's just kind of fun just to be surrounded by other yeah. Nintendo fanboys. If you live, if you live in, in New York, you don't go to any of these areas. Times Square, Statue of Liberty, Rockefeller Center, yeah, stay the away. Area, the area is awful, but it's still like, so it's definitely like a tourist store, but I just, I don't know, it's just like a thing I started doing uh, when I first moved to New York. Um, or I guess, um, I don't know, just whenever I was living in New York and they opened that store. And the thing that got me going there consistently is they almost always give you like random free shit uh, that you can only get at that store. And you're, I think you probably know what I'm going to mention, but it's the it's the Donkey Kong tie that I got. Yeah, your awesome <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong tie. I think that was for Tropical Freeze. Uh, so on the Wii U. So yeah, so that that was a while ago, but uh yeah they just give you random goodies when you when you buy it there so i always try to buy it at, at the nintendo new york store but i did not on friday so i i mean this has probably got to be one of the most hyped nintendo releases of 
like of all time, like pr- probably. Um, yeah, uh, I think it definitely way more hyped than Breath of the Wild was, and that was hyped as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe like some Pokemon titles, pe- people are going crazy for it, but either way, definitely a very, very much anticipated title. Uh, they have this whole like reservation system where if you went at a buy it at the Nintendo New York store, you had to like get a time slot and come in. They did like a midnight launch event on, on Thursday. Uh, but I missed all that. So I was just like, I'm just going to wait for all these like reservation periods to be done. And then I'll just swing by and grab a copy and it should be fine. But that was, that was not, not on the cards. Like I showed up after all the reservations and it was still just like an army of people like lines around the corner People were saying they were waiting in line for like an hour and a half just to be able to like buy this game. So I just, I literally just went around the corner to Best Buy and just bought it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> hey, smart men. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, cause I th- usually with most games, I just buy it on Amazon and get launch day delivery. But, um, I don't know. I was trying to make, make it more of, more of an event, but it just, wasn't going to happen. I, I'm, I'm too impatient to wait in line that long to buy something that I can easily get. Did I count the there, uh, three days like the kid who got the first one? Nah. You, you're, not, you're not that big of a Nintendo fan. I'm not fan. that big of a Nintendo fan. Um, so, you know, it was, it was fine. So I was still able to get, I didn't go home empty handed. I was still able to get a copy of the game. Uh, and I think maybe we've talked about this before, but I'm still, I don't trust Nintendo Digital with any like with anything so i'm still buying physical nintendo games um for the most part so because i'm sure someone would be like oh well, it's just you could have downloaded the game while you're waiting in line uh it's like eh, I, I need, yeah I look, need phys- look, look for that wii shop and the ds shop yeah exactly uh so anyway so there's maybe a little bit more information than you actually cared about but that was my experience i was trying to build for getting this game and then Playing it on Friday and yes, I played it. I played it quite a bit on Friday and a ton yesterday. Like I had basically no plans this weekend. So perfect timing. So I played it a ton yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's great. If you liked Breath of the Wild, then this is a, a slam dunk purchase. Uh, there's definitely performance issues. Uh, it's like, you know the 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 resolution is, you know it's and it, like I don't even remember the last time I played a game at 1080p, but uh, I guess it's whenever the last time I played the Switch, but that's that's been a while. <laughs> so it's it's uh, 1080 and then 30 frames per second. I think is is generous. Like it's you know it's like mostly 30 frames per second, but there's definitely plenty of drops and so there's. Two angles of that, right? One is it's like, okay, well, that's shitty and not not enjoyable. But then there's also the angle of like, okay, well, this hardware is very old and this is a giant, like an absolutely huge game. So then there's like, oh, it's actually kind of impressive that they're able to get this game playable at all on this on this system. But so I kind of buy both both angles. But as you know, I'm very much of the like. 60 or you know 100 train 120 frames per second 4k or or bust so but it's been i've been able to just like work through it so 
it's it's fine it's it is what it is like that's just kind of where i've landed it's like if that is it, not it, the snobbiest thing i've heard from you when it comes it is to what video it game, is. it's the snobbiest oh my god yeah yeah i'm sorry is. i'm sorry to our <laughs> listeners and viewers <laughs> no everybody like this is i think that's like unanimous like who's no one's being like oh it's Runs perfect. Like, don't, yeah, but no like, oh, my perfect eyes at 120 FPS and 4K. <laughs> when I, I was played a lot of that game yesterday, and then I came back to my PC gaming rig to check out Honkai Star Rail, and I was just like, "Whoa! Like, what is, <laughs> what is this? Like, it's fluid, fluid character motion. I think even that's even that's just at 60. So they cap it at 60 frames per second. I'm pretty sure and for Hoyoverse games, so like that's a, the stable 60 and 4K is like I couldn't like believe it. I was like, what the hell is going on on my screen? Yeah, I so mean, if but- anything, if anything, it's making me like appreciate PC gaming when PC games are actually launched in a not shitty state. Um, yeah, so no, no, but it it sounds like like you said, you're able to play the game. It's not an unbearable experience where you're like fuck this shit, I don't want to play it anymore type yeah, of thing. Yeah, so far, so far, yeah. It's been, it's been okay, um, other than just me griping about, you know, because I'm a PC gaming snob, but it's been it's been fine. Yeah, and I've seen, uh, a, a, I've seen some people stream it, a lot of big streamers, and they seem to be doing fine, they're enjoying it, and it works, which is ultimately what you want out of a game. It's mostly yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess that's the more positive angle to it, where it's like, okay, well, at least the game is it's it's not perfect, but it's playable, unlike some other you know pretty big releases that have been coming out. So, you know, kudos to Nintendo. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the performance front, and then more on the gameplay side. Uh, I said if if you like Breath of the Wild, you're gonna I think you're gonna love this. It's a lot of the core, the core mechanics are still there. Uh, there's a lot of new interesting things as well so i think and they've they've you know been featuring all these in in the gameplay uh showcases but it's cool to actually just get your hands on it but um yeah ultra hand that's the the ability to like just kind of combine combine objects together i've been spending a lot of time with that just trying to build whatever dumb um and i think before we started recording i i i think you've were highlighting a couple of examples of people building like very impressive nice looking things and i'm like that's not my that's not my approach at all my approach is just like the dumbest possible thing that gets the job done (laughs) (laughs) so it's like these super bootleg you know things that i'm building um but that's been fun the i think maybe the biggest one so far so obviously that's that's a big mechanic the other big one that i think changes the game quite a bit is i think it's called ascend so that's the one where they've shown where you're like maybe like in a cave or something and you like go through the ceiling so that's been that's been a lot of fun to use uh it also takes away not not all of the climbing but it takes away a lot of the need for needing to climb everything which i think became a bit of a chore in the original Breath of the Wild, where you're just spending so much time climbing. So I think this kind of helps helps address that. Um, one pro tip is I've also like forgot pretty regularly like that, that that's even like an ability that you can use. So 
if you get stuck somewhere, when in doubt, ascend. Like just be like, oh yeah, like where can I ascend somewhere? Like that's just been a thing that I've kept kept forgetting. Um, and the solutions almost always like I just gotta find like where, particularly like in some of the dungeons and and some of the maps, like you just need to know like how to ascend through it. So, uh, and then the other one I've I haven't used as much. It's called Recall. So that's the the time based one where if like I think in the the marketing materials they showed like a rock dropping from one of the sky islands and then you jump on it and hit recall and it like sends you back up into the sky. Uh, so it's like, it's super cool. I just haven't got far enough into the game to mess with it too much, but I'm sure that'll, that'll be an interesting one too. So yeah, more, more fun, more fun mechanics, uh, bigger world. Yeah. I've, I've been having a really good time. It seems like you do you get these like early on because it seems like you've been able to utilize them. Maybe not too much, like you said with the recall, but like you've been using these a lot. Do you it's get them pretty, early on? Yeah, they might have. I'm trying to recall. I think with Breath of the Wild, it took quite a while before you got the glider. So I feel I feel like they've ex- maybe accelerated some of these like core core gaming mechanics. So you you get them pretty pretty quick um so you're you're kind of on a fairly linear path collecting these abilities in in the early game and then after that it kind of opens up and now i just now got kind of got to a point where i'm like oh i can really go on a bunch of different paths here and, and which path do i want to choose but it's you know i probably played the game for like i don't know 10 hours you know eight to ten hours something like that so yeah pretty good right. though yeah so, sounds like a buy so far so can't wait to hear your full review once you finish it because i will probably not be it's playing gonna it for take a while. while dude yeah and, it's a beefy game and I there's think also they, more stuff coming out so <laughs> yeah i think uh I, I saw some 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 post somewhere that said it's going to take like 50 hours or so to complete the game um I don't, or you could just I, speed run it in 94 minutes like that. One yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I mean, this is probably going to be like a 70 to 8 hour game for me if I were to guess, just because I kind of play. Um, I usually, usually, way this definitely happened with Breath of the Wild, where I'm like, I'm exploring every square inch of this world, and then I'm kind of like, Okay, I just need to. I just need to beat this game. <laughs> I just gotta get to the next part. I yeah, gotta stop yeah, yeah. looking for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, some version of that will happen to me at some point. But right, right now, I'm definitely like, I want to check out everything. I think it'll really be if I haven't beaten the game by the time Final Fantasy 16 comes out. That'll be my like catalyst for certain shortcut stuff and just try to like get get the game done. It's a it's a little push. Yeah. All right, uh, next news we want to talk about is Diablo 4. Uh, obviously, right now they're doing, a, I believe, a stress test to kind of test the servers for when the official game releases uh, for the early uh, adopters on June 1st and for everybody else June 6th. Um, but they basically, uh, they're doing well. Uh, from our good friend Zach, he tried the, the stress test. Apparently, it went like shit. So uh, it's a good thing they're testing it now and hopefully it'll be fixed by then. 
But they also announced uh, some information on what they're going to do for the game and the seasons. Uh, it looks like they're trying to adopt something uh, akin to Destiny, whereas they'll be doing seasonal content every quarter. Uh, you'll be able to buy uh, free, uh, well, you'll be able to get a free pass, which you can get 27 uh, rewards uh, for 100 levels. You can do the premium battle pass, which will give, which will be $10, and that'll give you a reward for each level. And then you can buy a third one, which will be the accelerated battle pass, which will cost 25 and let you skip uh, 20 levels. Um, I'm kind of interested in this. Uh, Diablo hasn't really been on my radar because... Street Fighter uh, 6 is coming out around that time, and then uh, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out a bit after that. But after hearing this news, especially because I did enjoy the last one, the last Diablo, I think it, it is kind of popped up on my radar more in, in, in terms of something that I, I would want to play and just kind of play co-op with other people. And especially if they have success with the Battle Pass, as Destiny does with the cosmetics, with the items, uh, and they're kind of trying to do a theme thing where... Uh, you know, I guess once you finish the main campaign and whatever the story for that is, that they will continue different storylines uh, or, or just different uh, areas that you can explore and stuff like that. So it has kind of piqued my interest in, uh, in Diablo 4 in terms of a new game to play. So we'll, we'll see if it's good enough. Obviously, I'll probably wait it out just because I don't want to be part of uh, whatever jumble they got up in the beginning of nobody being able to play the game and, and connect anywhere or anything like that. So hopefully it has a, a smooth launch and it uh, piques a lot of people's interest. Um, maybe that'll be the, the game that we all play together uh, after not playing Redfall. Uh, what do you think? Uh, have you been kind of keeping up with this? Is it driving the interest for you? No, I haven't followed it too closely. I did check out some some Twitch streams of, of people playing the game. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to play it. I just like it's not a, it's not top of my list of things that I'm most focused on. So I think I'm similar to you where I'll just wait for the game to come out, maybe give it, give it a week or two uh, and then, and then dip into it. Um, I mean, I, I hope it's, it kind of becomes the fun co-op multiplayer game that we've been looking for after several kind of disappointing titles coming out and, and really not delivering on that. So so I'm optimistic, but also not not in a big rush. Yeah, and uh, I know Destiny took a lot of inspiration for Diablo in terms of like the cooperative stuff and the loot stuff. So it's good to see kind of the reverse happen now, where uh, Diablo's taking a little bit up from Destiny in terms of the seasons. And I think Destiny does the season uh, model really well, so you know, shouldn't, shouldn't hurt too much. Um, all right, so that does it for the news that we wanted to talk about in our our uh, and uh, our rebuttal to GQ's top ten uh, all time games, uh, and we're just moving on to some closing thoughts. Uh, I'll start it off. First thing I want to talk about is something called history with a IE at the end, not with a Y, not the American history. It's a manga um, I've been reading recently. It's uh, by the same author that did. Uh, Parasite. It's based on Eumenes, which is what, which was one of uh, Alexander the Great's um, secretaries, big secretaries, um, and it kind of focuses on his life story and everything he did to kind of help uh, King Philip, and then now to, uh, to to help Alexander the Great. It's still ongoing. There's only 123 chapters, um, and it's kind of on hiatus. It's been on hiatus since 2019, which kind of sucks. Um, but I started reading it because I, I, I really liked, uh, this other 
manga slash anime Vinland Saga in that uh, deals with with the Vikings and and their uh, um, travels to to America to North America and all that stuff. Um, so if you have the chance to check it out, look it up. It's very interesting. It's very uh, historic, but also very brutal. Um, if you read Parasite before, it does have like a lot of gore and action and all that stuff. And I think it's really well done. So check that out. And I always like uh, mangas and stuff like that that kind of give you this, uh, re not rewritten, but just kind of a different view of, of history with their own style. So check that out. Um, other thing is, I've really been just playing uh, Hogwarts. I'm still trying to finish the game. I haven't really uh, moved on to Jedi Survivor, which I only played the first world in because I've been trying to beat Hogwarts. Really fun game, but it's dragging on. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where like, I'm treating it like uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Uh, just it's, it's taking a long time, man. <laughs> I just want to finish the game. But I'm also very like completionist. So I'm doing a lot of shit that if I didn't, if I wasn't doing, I would probably finish it uh, before. But still enjoying the game. Um, I've kind of been keeping myself away from like these betas and stuff. I know uh, Street Fighter's doing a, a beta with the eight characters, which we'll probably get into to to warm up before the full official release of the game. I think that's the only one we'll be doing really. Uh, the Diablo Four didn't really want to get into that just because one, I didn't want to get addicted to it, and two, I didn't want to be part of some random test to test servers um but yeah that's the, that's the end on, on on my stuff that's all i've been doing what have you been doing all you've been doing i'm impressed that you're playing that much hogwarts i told you and, mike remember at the beginning of the year the goal is to finish some games mm. so i hope i hope you've been keeping tally because at the end of the year we got to do our <laughs> list of games that we finished for the year shit but you didn't even remember that. <laughs> no, I, I remember that. No, it's more my my shit is more like I feel like I haven't been keeping up a good pace. Uh, I got I got to work on that. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't have too much. I don't think I, I've basically specifically been playing Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm not gonna I won't reiterate. You know, I've been playing it a lot. I'm gonna continue playing it a lot, and hopefully, I can beat it before. Final Fantasy 16 comes out. That's my goal. Uh, also, Street Fighter 6, which, yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to play. Uh, I did not really play much of the demo, I think, probably because I played so much of the prior network test. But um, yeah, Well, upcoming. it only had two characters, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought, I thought the World Tour mode was going to be, again, because you can like, carry the progress over it, I was just like, okay, like I'm... I don't want to do it twice, basically. So, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably check out that network test too. And I'm still playing Honkai Star Rail. Uh, I think I've at this point I'm just kind of like in in the grind the grind mode where you just like you log in and you do your like you know daily quests or whatever, and it's probably like a lot of the same shit you do with with certain stretches of Destiny, but. So I'm kind of in that mode right now, which I think is fine, but we'll see how much longer how much longer I got where I'll probably just like tune out of it completely until there's a big new a big new patch. Um but I'm still having a good time. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Destiny 2 as well cuz the new season starts on the 23rd, so in 2 weeks and it's like 
I've done everything I can for this season. The new season looks interesting. They're, they're going back to Titan, which is one of the planets, and it's underwater or whatever. And the stuff looks really cool, so I'm just kind of holding off of that. I have also been playing uh, Fortnite, but that's more because of the Star Wars event that's going on right now. So I've been trying to get the Darth Maul skin and all that stuff and get some uh, clone armor and all that stuff. It's still pretty fun. <laughs> still pretty fun. That's it. All right, Liz. That's Look at that. Uh, and I think we, I will have more. Zelda so, impressions. What's that? Zelda impressions? Yeah, more, more Zelda impressions, but actually more jumping back to TV where we've specifically not been watching any TV. So I guess the, the, the specific shows are Succession and Ted Lasso. So we've been holding off until those are done. And then we just want to do like the binge. The binge approach to the shows. So, I can't really think. Is there any other big TV shows other than Andor? Well, uh, uh, Barry. Uh, that's what I, I know. You like Barry oh, a lot yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I've been I've been watching that weekly. It's 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 the last season, so that's been going pretty good. Um, there's a couple of shows I do want to check out that I haven't seen, but I have been uh, hearing good things about. Uh, one is Silo. Uh, the other one is From, uh, which is kind of my mystery type uh weird shit going on uh type of show so i'm gonna check those out in the future um like i always do right now i just restarted watching seinfeld again <laughs> uh every year i usually watch it two or three times so it's uh, this one took a little bit longer classic 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 hugo watching seinfeld again yeah all right that's it for me yeah but that's it that's it for our closing thoughts pretty midi episode we did have a lot you know when you start these discussions about like greatest games of all time and why you like them and why they should be there, it, it's I'm a lot. I'm just glad we didn't do a top hundred. Yeah, yeah, well, sucks to be those guys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, please, if you have some opinions on those, please share them with us. We'd love to hear what you guys think. And obviously, if you know if there was one that we miss, we'll you know we want to see those and kind of be surprised. Uh, but make sure you guys uh, check out our website. Uh, pressingbuttons.gg you can get our discord link from there you can also go to our youtube uh, pressing buttons podcast you can do our twitter buttons tv uh, you can do instagram pressing buttons podcast as well we're everywhere man join us uh not tiktok not tiktok not yet at least we're not yeah. that we're not that young we might need a youth correspondent uh but yeah that's it for us thanks for joining us and see you guys on the next episode i'm hugo bye i'm nick later Thanks for joining us on the Pressing Buttons Podcast. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla and our show is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.